Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hey, what's up? My name is Victoria. I am your host today. I am Victoria Rocca, but if you know me on Instagram, you know me as victoria.glam. Either way, I'm happy to meet you, happy to see you. I am here every single Monday hosting the Glam Life podcast, telling you how to create great content, how to show up for your business, how to get booked, how to get busy, how to manage the business, the whole thing. And I do it all for you for free. So, With that in mind, I would say um, let's get cracking. So this is episode three of our summer content series. And I am pre-recording this because I am on vacation this week. Um, That doesn't mean that you can't DM me, however, because my cell phone even gets reception at the beach. Would you imagine? I have really built a beautiful, beautiful business for myself. I've actually built three businesses for myself. So I am a coach. I coach beauty businesses on how to market and scale themselves. I also provide services and teach other people how to provide those same services over at the Microblading Institute. And then I have my baby, my pride, my joy, Brow Sister PMU products, where I actually create all of the products that we use to do services for permanent makeup, right? Most notably, the world famous pink gel. And when I say world famous baby, I mean it, okay? Because my bottle of pink gel has been across many stages. I have shown up in the Asia PMU conference, the Czech PMU conference. Um, I've, I just can't believe it. I'm having a bit, a real summer of like, pinch me, is this real? So with that being said, I will not continue to kind of drone on and on and on. Wow, I'm so great, master of the universe. I will just say that I think it's obvious that I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. So let's kind of hop into it. Last week, we discussed consistency in your posting and how to do that without burning out and how to get results from your content without draining the life force out of your body. So this week, I want to talk a little bit more about... um, Well, I told you last week that we would be talking about this. I want to talk to you about what kind of content we should actually be posting, right? Um, And how to know what that is and who we're posting for. So determining um, your target audience and your messaging and all the rest, honestly, that's what I want to talk the most about today. I want to talk about content for beauty services, content for content creators, um, and the different forms of content. I want to talk to you about how to effectively batch your content, which is kind of an expansion on what we discussed last week. And additionally, we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about that target audience and tailoring that messaging for your target audience. So let's get into it. First, let's talk about beauty services, right? I come from beauty services. I have great success in in beauty services and teaching other people how to market their beauty services. It's kind of my entire job as a coach. Um, So when you're creating content to promote your beauty services, I would say that it's it's really crucial to showcase your skill set and also your results long-term results, not just the after, because anyone can make a before and after look nice, but what does it look like 
18 months from now, two years from now, five years from now. I want to know, especially if it's a, a permanent thing like permanent makeup. If you're doing lashes, obviously, I just need to see the immediate after. But also some retention. How about that? Same with spray tans. I want to see what does your one-week spray tan look like. That's what I want to see. What does it look like after the first shower, after all the bronzer's off? Uh, what does it look like on an olive skin tone versus, you know, somebody with a little bit more of a, a peaches and cream skin tone? I want to see what that solution looks like. So before and after videos and images are an excellent, excellent way to demonstrate um, that transformative power of your services. These visuals are... Um, well, I mean, first of all, they are visuals, right? Whether it's a picture or it's a video and they provide evidence. I love evidence. Don't you love evidence? There's nothing cool. Remember the Johnny Depp trial? Those were the days. I know Johnny won't agree. Wasn't that just the best trial? Oh, I remember I was sitting at the microblading institute in an empty room all by myself with a screwdriver putting together all these nightstands by myself. And my husband walked in. He was like, you could use my drill for that. And I was like, well, I'm more than halfway done. And I'm really enjoying this trial. So I don't want to be done faster. Because it was that good. And the evidence, the evidence was amazing. I don't understand why this girl kept videoing herself doing stupid things. It was so good. I love evidence. I love evidence. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm talking about evidence of your skill set. I'm talking about evidence of uh, how you could influence potential clients to want to work with you. <laughs> um, I also think that when you post face to camera videos or voiceover videos with your own commentary that establishes you as some kind of authority, whether you're taking a stance on an issue, something controversial or something that you believe should just be common knowledge and maybe isn't, or if you're just explaining how to do something and you're doing it in a very black and white manner that leaves no room for questioning your authority, I think that's really important too. Because sharing your expertise and your insights um, through educational content really positions you as a, a trusted professional, right? They'll be beating down your door saying, no, it has to be you. It has to be you because you're the one who knows what they're talking about. And I'll be honest with you. What I'm talking about, and I really never have. I, I really never have. <laughs> That's a Theo Vaughn quote, if you didn't catch that. Um, so, yeah, so whether you're sharing like skincare tips, makeup tips, how to map, everybody has a mapping course, right? How to map, how to numb. That's one that I talk about in a perpetuity because numbing is my bread, butter, and passion in life. Um, makeup tutorials, explaining the science behind something. I love science. I love science. I had to love science because I had to create products or I wanted to create products. So I had to understand the science behind it. But I, I am not a scholar, you know? So when I was preparing to go on stage at the Czech Republic European Permanent Makeup Conference and explain the science behind my numbing, I was pretty confident that I could explain how sodium blockers work and how nerves transmit um, act potential actions to the brain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, was I confident I could do that in Czech language? No. So I was really, really, and there was going to be a translator there, but I needed to use words that she was going to readily be able to translate, right? So um, I remember texting my husband. It was like 3 a.m. my time. So 
minus six hours, seven hours, his time. And I, he was like, why are you still awake? And I was like, cause I have to learn science. I'm studying science. I have to learn science before 9 a.m. And he was like, well, there are other better people who understand science. And I think if you just scratch the surface, people will be happy. Because <laughs> I guess to you guys, maybe I am an authority and I am an authority. I know what the, I'm talking about. But my husband, though, I am not an authority. <laughs> I am not an authority to Andrew Ronka and God bless him. Andrew and I are married because he is the smartest man I ever met. Um, obviously, I listen, beauty fades. Dalton is forever. Get you a smart man. And if you're lucky like me, you'll get a handsome smart man. Tall even. Wow. I'm off track again. I'm so sorry. You can tell I'm ready for my beach vacation, right? <laughs> So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I was saying that explaining the science behind treatments um, or, or products, um, providing valuable information and just really helping build that credibility for yourself will attract clients who either are nervous and really want an expert, people who value education, scholars who want to know that you know what you're doing. And also, by the way, that sets you up for the next step in your career, which would be to educate people, right? Like if you want to open a school or if you want to teach courses or if you want to have even online courses, if you want to mentor people, you can't do it unless you have the authority to do it, right? And who gives you that authority? Bitch, you. <laughs> It's true. You, you have to actually show up as if, right? Like if you, if you don't think that you're an expert, I sure as hell don't fucking think you're an expert. Hello. Okay. Moving on. Another really effective strategy with content that you should be creating is to create content that sparks conversations. It's right there in the name, babe. Social media. It's social media. You're supposed to be social there. You don't just talk at people. You don't just post stuff and assume that they are going to get, um, you know, what they need from it. People have follow-up questions. People have differing opinions. People have other views. And that's great because that sparks conversation. And whether it happens in your DMs or in your comments, it is great because the algorithm says, wow, people want to interact with this account. You could be putting out banger after banger of authoritative or educational reels. And if the algorithm doesn't see anyone interact with that, the algorithm doesn't show your shit to people. Okay? They, they're like, eh, mm, I, I've seen what I needed to see. Obviously, this is boring. No one cares. And that's it. So spark some freaking conversations, man. As a content creator, your audience should be other people who do what you do and people who want to do what you do and people who want the services that you, you provide, right? So you need to be able to give them the inspiration, the knowledge, and the insight that you have as an authority, as the doer. You cannot outdo the doer. Um, but you can, you actually can outdo the doer because while you're doing the thing, I'm over here talking about doing the thing and I'm entertaining other people. And I don't mean like I'm making them laugh though. I am. Um, I mean, I'm answering your questions and I'm having conversations and I'm building a community and you're in the corner by yourself doing your thing and that's fine, but that's not where growth is. So remember to be social on social media, shift your focus to the content. Shift your focus to the content. 
Whenever you are taking a before and after video, don't don't just take a picture of after and say like, oops, I, I forgot, I only got one picture. Your focus should be getting the content because that is where business is done now. It just is. Okay, we have been talking about beauty businesses. Let's shift our focus now to content creators, okay? Um, as an aspiring content creator, you really need to hone in on who your direct audience is and what's their biggest problem. And whatever their biggest problem is, learn the answer or have the answer or be the answer and then talk about it and don't shut up. That's what I do. <laughs> I talk about your ideal client all the time. Everyone knows my ideal client. Her name is Brittany. She's in her mid-30s. She's a mom with young kids um, and she either works a nine to five and wants more ownership over time to be the kind of mom she wants to be, the kind of mom who can volunteer for homeroom or go on field trips or stay home when her kids are sick without having to ask her direct superior if she can have yet another day off um, and feel guilty about that or feel guilty about missing out on her kids because she has to go to work or maybe she's a stay-at-home mom whose kids are getting older and they're ready to go off to school. She wants something of her own. Or maybe she just wants to contribute to the family financially without having to ask her partner for money to do things like Sky Zone or the beach or the zoo, etc., etc., etc. Right? I can say this all day, all night, all day, all night, and never, ever, ever miss a beat. I say the same thing over and over again because I know my ideal client that deeply. So because I know her so well, I know what her problems are. I know what her problems are. Nine to five, Brittany, her problems are guilt, scarcity of time, and fear of stepping away from her job because of the cash, the cash that she needs, right? And uh, stay at home, Brittany, I know what her problems are also. Her problems are not knowing where to start, imposter syndrome, and fear also of investing what little money she doesn't have. She's borrowing it, borrowing, I'm using loosely because it's for, her, for the business, right? The business is borrowing the money from her partner to start up the business. What if she, what if it's a gamble she loses? I know these problems because I know my ideal client and I can solve them. And I do. And I solve them all the time. And I talk about these solutions all the time. I never shut up about them. You hear me talk about Brittany more than Brittany does. <laughs> I think um, open-ended conversations are really important. So when you're creating face to camera, it's important that you don't just tell people the solution. Like I was saying earlier, don't just talk at them. Open-ended questions, get them to admit they actually have the problem that you know they have and then turn it into a discussion. Now you're building community. Now you're building that trust factor, right? Obviously, she knows what she's talking about. It's like she's reading my brain. She knows exa that's exactly the problem that I have. I know that. I know that. I did my homework. Hello, science. I'm a scholar. <laughs> oh, so that brings me to my next point. Show your freaking personality. So many people in this world are afraid to just show who they are or be who they are. Everybody's afraid that somebody will judge them for being who they are. Hmm. I don't care. You can like me. You can dislike me. You can tell me that I'm an old troll in the comments. I don't care. If you don't believe me, go and check my TikTok, okay? Three videos, all over 2 million views. And when you check those, they're all pinned at the top. When you check them and read through the comments, you will see people tell me the nastiest stuff. People are so mean to me on TikTok. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I actually I encourage it. I like it. How can you say that? I borderline like being sued because that's when I can really be myself. <laughs> it's true though. 
And the more people bitch and complain and argue in your comments, especially if you can get them to argue with each other, not you. Like most of the time, I don't say a word when people are arguing in my comments. I just let them argue with themselves. Um, that's great because it's more in, more interaction on your content. So the algorithm drives it up. And I don't care. I don't care if you like a man's t-shirt in the background of my video. I don't care if you're arguing over the word choice someone else used in a comment. It has nothing to do with me. But the more you comment, the more the algorithm shares my content to other people, which is great. I'm getting fresh eyes every time you comment. That's amazing. Now that has nothing to do with my personality really. But if I were afraid of showing my personality, I probably wouldn't post half the stuff that I do, which means I would have half the amount of content. And that's not good. That is not good stuff. So um, I would say it's important to share behind the scenes stuff too, which we do a lot, right? We, we have almost a reality show just through my stories on Instagram. And now I'm kind of reposting some of that over to TikTok. So I would say having these storylines of different things that happen in our shop or like, uh, for instance, we have Ask Alex, right? And we're kind of in season two of Ask Alex at this point because she was here and then she left and now she's back, whatever. Then uh, everybody talks to me about this dog, Bruce, who I had for like a week or I don't know, the continuing storyline of um, will he or won't he cut a hole in the fence so we can walk and get our snowballs safely and quickly this summer? Or, um, you know, when Sarah was homeless for a few months. All of these things are things that have nothing to do with my business itself, but were certainly represented um, on the stories and kind of on the reality show that is the microblading institute, right? Or let's say whenever I'm traveling abroad, I take you with me on that journey. Um, I allow you guys to see funny, silly things that happen in the shop all the time. If you're not following my Instagram, you're really missing out on quality content. I'm telling you right now, I am a case study in content, okay? Especially in the story strategy. And it's because I'm not afraid to show you my personality or the personalities around me. I will not hire you if there's not something a little off with you, actually. <laughs> because that would be boring. That is like watching paint dry. And that is so boring. So um, yeah, I would say your audience, take your audience with you. Develop new things, experiment with new products, attend industry events, you know, go on trips like what I do, whatever. The behind the scenes content adds depth to your brand. Okay, it allows like your audience to kind of peek behind the curtain and see the real person, right? Like a personal level, which again, builds trust. It's so important, I'm telling you. Okay, so <clears throat> different forms of content. Let's talk about it. Before and after videos, we already mentioned that. Incredibly powerful. Um, it's, like a, it's like a tangible asset um, demonstrating value, right? Commentary, like we talked about earlier, so voicing over things or just giving your opinion face to camera, whatever, establishing you as an authority. You can do that with tutorials, with product reviews, trend analysis. Um, you can, you know, how people will have um, almost like a pip, like a picture in picture, where or green screen. Yeah, you can do it that way. Sharing your expertise and your opinions, positioning yourself as the go-to resource for your audience. Don't we all have those? I can't wait to hear what so-and-so is going to say about this. Yeah, that's you. Open-ended questions, creating conversation, because it is social media, right? 
This is a very effective way to foster engagement, encouraging your audience to kind of share their thoughts about your thoughts or their thoughts, and then you guys have a conversation, open dialogue, anything about experiences, recommendations. Um, This not only builds like community, but also provides valuable insight. And you can pull from that and see what worked, what didn't work, like throwing spaghetti at a wall, right? Now you know what content to make in the future. That's so important. Lastly, showcasing your personality. We already discussed this in the beauty industry, especially authenticity and relatability are very highly valued. So in the beginning, everybody liked Michaela because she seemed so personable, so down to earth, one of us, right? A layman. And then the second that we noticed she was lying and then didn't even cop to it, continued to die with the lie, I have her blocked. I have her blocked. I don't wanna hear from her. I don't believe her accent anymore. I don't believe that she likes a single product she's ever told me she likes. I don't believe anything out of her mouth. She lost all of the authenticity and relatability because I found out she was straight up lying to me for cash and I don't like that shit. Allegedly, that's what went out, went on, right? I don't wanna be sued, but I'm just telling you. When you um, infuse your content with your personality, this is gonna help you connect with your audience on that deeper level, right? That's building the trust. And whether that's sharing like your personal stories, like what I do, funny moments, like what I do, or even, you know, showing like the hard moments, like the challenges, like saying, yo, I failed at this, or this is not going well, or this is fucking hard. I think that's showing your true self. And that allows your audience to connect with you, to connect with you as a person, not just as a content creator, not just as a service provider. And when it comes to batching that content, like we were talking about last week, I think it's all about efficiency. So rather than making this um, sporadic or let it become a cumbersome job for you, setting aside that dedicated time to plan it all, create it and schedule it, which you can still get that scheduling from me if you want to, DM me on Instagram, um, Glam Life Podcast Posting Schedule, I will send it to you. Batching that shit is gonna allow you to maintain consistency and free up your time. So, okay. Lastly, I will say this, just briefly. Determining your audience, who you should be talking to, and tailoring your messaging to them is very important. And I talk to you till I'm blue in the face about who your ideal client is. You know who mine is, I already mentioned Brittany, right? So because I know her so well, I know how to speak to her. Because when you understand who you're posting for, you understand what content will resonate with them. You also understand what content will turn them off, right? So I've used this example in the past too. If I'm talking to my friend, I'm gonna talk to her in a certain way, right? What's up, bitch? Hey, girl, oh my God, party's here. If I'm speaking to her mother, I will never say, what's up, bitch? (laughs) That's a high crime. Uh, I'm from the South, okay? So instead, it would be, hi, Miss whoever. It's good to see you, how you been? Yeah, how's things? Oh, yeah, your hydrangea's getting huge. I'm making small talk, polite, surface, very respectful. She is always Mrs. Sylvia. She is never Sylvia. I would never say that. I'm very uncomfortable even just saying it now because I understand my audience. Okay. I understand my audience. And I'm not saying that you have to speak the same way that I do to people or that you have to take on my characteristics. I'm saying where I'm from, who I'm speaking to, I know that culture. I know those people. So I know how to speak to them. I know how to speak to my friends. I know how to speak to their moms. I know how to speak to my ideal client. I know what will repel people who are not my ideal client. 
Victoria, why would you want to repel anyone? Don't you want anyone who will pay you? False! Night. Night. Absolutely not. I do not want just anyone who will pay me because not all people are my ideal client. And if you are not my ideal client, I don't really know what to call you, my unideal client, but I know one thing, you will be a series of red flags. You will be a massive headache. You will keep me up at night and you will not be happy and I will not be happy. So mosey on along across town to the other place where you can go and get your brows done and you'll probably be happier there and I'll be happier too. And they'll be happier also. So I, yeah, don't be afraid to show your personality, show up as you are, know who you're talking to, talk to that person and no one else. And if you still don't know who your ideal client is, message me. I will help you figure it out. I will help you figure it out so fast your head will spin, okay? I have a worksheet for you. I can walk you through it. I can voice note you through it. I have an entire episode in season one on figuring out who your ideal client is. I literally speak on stages around the world about how to figure out who your ideal client is. But if I were to break it down very briefly for you, I would say this. Think of your best friend. Now talk to her and no one else. There you go. There you go. Um, You can consider all the things, demographics, interests, pain points, what their problems are, address their needs, their desires. You can craft messaging that speaks directly to them. Think of your best friend. Think of her freaking problems. Fix them like you do anyway and talk about it. Talk about it until you're blue in the face. Determining the type of content that you create for your social media is a very thoughtful process. By understanding your goals and your targets and who you're speaking to, um, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. And you can always come back to this episode. You can also always DM me over uh, on Instagram at victoria.glam. I will be happy to continue this conversation with you there. And as always, I will see you back here next Monday. Um, And I think I'm going to pick up deep dives when I get back from the beach. So we'll go in there. I'll see you later. Have a great day. 